Welcome to the Well Fuel Podcast, your spot for everything gut health, detox, hormones, a healthy home, mold, and everything in between. I'm your host, Isabel Smith. I'm an integrative and functional registered dietitian and the founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. All right, all right. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Well Fuel Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. As always, I'm here myself today. It's Isabel. We are going to be talking about endometriosis and histamine. Nice quickie episode to talk to you guys about this. These are two health issues that we see separately and together. We do a lot of endometriosis and hormone work, and we do a lot of histamine work here. As you guys may or may not know, I have quite a deep history with my own histamine intolerance, and I'm grateful for the journey that I've been through. It's played a big role in my life and also in my ability to help our clients. So what happens in the histamine cycle? So histamine is a complicated chemical messenger, I'll say, in some people's bodies. And in some people's bodies, it's completely smooth. We all all have histamine and we histamine plays a role in a lot of different functions in the body. It does a lot of things. And when it's smooth, it's smooth. And when it's not, it's really not. So by the time that our clients come to us and like seek out help, it's usually because they've had some kind of environmental exposure. Maybe they're having histamine tolerance that they've identified, or maybe they're having histamine tolerance that they haven't identified. One of the things that we do is we help people dig in and figure out if it is histamine intolerance or histamine issues that are creating issues in the body. We often dive into that pretty quickly. I can sniff it out pretty well. But what I see a lot and more and more is the overlap between histamine and hormonal stuff. So remember, as naturally in a regular cycle month, right? As estrogen peaks around ovulation and as estrogen peaks around, you know, pre-period, we often see histamine intolerance symptoms jack up. Estrogen stimulates mast cells to release histamine and also decreases or downregulates the diamine oxidase enzyme, which is an enzyme that is produced in the large intestine that helps us break down histamine in our food naturally. Everybody has this, right? Again, some people do it more swiftly than others, but in a regular situation, whether it might be may or may not be estrogen overload or like an estrogen dominant situation, this happens regularly. So it is not uncommon for people with underlying histamine stuff, generally created by either some kind of environmental exposure that's adding like a mold or potentially a, a mold situation, sorry, a mold situation, or they might have some other kind of gut bacteria dysbiosis imbalance in the gut, blah, 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 that's creating more histamine in the body. Sometimes genetic factors play a role. We're seeing some kind of viral in, influence in histamine stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So on a regular basis, we see that, that histamine intolerance symptoms do rise as we get towards ovulation and as we get towards end of cycle. So it's not uncommon that histamine intolerance symptoms get worse at these moments. However, when we see a client or a person who's got endometriosis, fibroids, maybe a history of breast cancer, all scenarios in which estrogen tends to be higher, the risk for histamine intolerance is higher. And then for those who are struggling with histamine intolerance, their symptoms are usually noisier. So what does it look like when we see somebody like this come in? What we try to do always with our histamine intolerance clients is we put a, put a blanket on the fire. So we like to find ways to drastically drop the amount of histamine intolerance symptoms they're experiencing through dietary work, through supplement work, and ultimately through figuring out what's going on. But when there's somebody with chronic estrogen dominance or an estrogen you know, kind of overload, poor detox of estrogen which can show up like fibroids and endometriosis in the body, they might be having a constant buzz of histamine intolerance symptoms. Doesn't necessarily mean that they could have mast cell activation syndrome. It depends on the labs. It depends on what their lab work says. 
but always the histamine and the estrogen are going to kind of up the ante on each other. So reducing the histamine intolerance symptoms, working on the dietary work, helping the body to detoxify better, to support the histamine uh, degradation process better, reducing overall levels of histamine can also create some relief in both some of the estrogen overload symptoms, but also in just how somebody's feeling. By the time this poor person has, has come along and they're like dealing with the symptoms of endo, plus they've got the histamine intolerance issues going on, it's like just a dumpster fire. If you're out there listening, I'm sure you probably recognize and are resonating with that rather. I can't tell you the countless amount of times that I have then figured out that somebody has had a mold exposure or something else, which is upping the ante on the fungal component behind the scenes. Usually when there's a histamine intolerance issue, there's often fungal issues as well, or a mold or something sneaky in the background that we're not at first seeing. But alone, this endometriosis or fibroids scenario can cause high histamine levels and persistent. It doesn't have the same break in the peak and valley that the regular monthly cycle would have. So including things like diamine oxidase, they're sometimes helpful, quercetin, dehist, et cetera. But we really want to try and dig deep and figure out what's going on. For those of you guys out there who are really struggling with this, definitely don't do this work alone. It's very complicated and very nuanced, very advanced. We do a lot of this work there are others who do a lot of this work, make sure that you're getting some help because it will really, really help your day to day. Trying a low histamine diet can be the easiest thing you can do at home, working and seeing if that supports your overall process better. I find it's a such a nuisance, this diet, but it makes such a difference and it is not a long-term. Ultimately, we have to heal the microbes, heal the gut. When somebody's having persistent histamine intolerance, they're also generally having a lot of inflammatory chemicals and compounds that are negatively impacting the gut lining, so often gut lining work needs to be done as well, although everybody should be doing gut lining work, if I'm honest. Anybody who's coming to us, anybody who's got these kinds of symptoms, anybody should be doing this kind of gut lining work because it makes that much of a difference. But especially those who are having chronic histamine intolerance and chronic issues with this sort of stuff. So the question on Instagram was, are these things connected? The answer is yes, they are incredibly connected as the endo is dealt with, right? Which is done by, of course, taking a Dutch test, looking at where the kink in the chain is and the, you know, how is your body detoxifying the estrogen? What are, what, what's everything looking like? Where is the overload potentially coming from? Where do we need to help your body? Reducing those estrogen levels, certainly helpful. That alone makes a difference. And then working separately to figure out why, in addition to just the regular increase in estrogen and histamine that kind of concurrently happen in a cycle, why is histamine level in the body high, just as a general statement? These two things are separate, but very much connected and very much need to be looked at independently and together as they influence one another. But if you're sitting out there scratching your head going, why is this happening to me? I hope this, this information is helpful. I hope that this quickie little podcast can give you some information. Again, we're going to do a longer podcast on this, but I wanted to hop in and answer this question so that you guys could get some golden nuggets that you could take away and go forth and continue to be your healthiest, happiest self, or put one foot in front of the other and work on getting to the next place. So thanks for tuning in. As always, I hope this was informative. Please feel free to reach out if we can be helpful. We have a lot of resources and a lot of ways we help people. So I can't wait to hear from you guys and please keep letting us know what you want to hear on here. This is for me, for you, but this is for you. So, so happy to have you tuning in and I hope you have a great day. See you soon. As always, thanks so much for listening to the Wellfield Podcast. We're so happy to have you. To make sure you don't miss a beat, please subscribe either on Apple or Spotify because we have episodes dropping once or more a week with tons of great content. 
If you want to make sure that you're up to date on everything we're doing in the business with our clients and new offers and all the things, make sure that you check us out at Isabel Smith Nutrition on Instagram and IsabelSmithNutrition.com. See you guys soon.